Welcome to another episode of Something for the People. This is your boy B Hunt, aka the Silent Prophet, and I'm here with my co-host Big Country. What's good, people? Cool beans. Back one more again from behind the scenes to the front of the camera. Once again, we got DJ. What it do? Man? Top notch. We gonna jump right into it because I know that's what you're here for. You're here for the show. We gonna give. We gonna. Boy, we gonna give you a show. How can you guide your partner into being more understanding and supportive? Well, I want DJ to take this one oh, first. You want me yeah, to go first. I, I want him to go first on this one. Okay. So, I mean, you know, as I always say, it depends on the person. Because okay. you have to really look at it from the context of do you really, does this person really want to be understanding? Do you want to understand what's going on? Do you want to. Mm-hmm. Tap into that part of, of your partner. So it, it, it depends mm-hmm. on the circumstance for me. If, say for instance, there's a part of your life that's difficult and you can't get past, and they are used to you being the one to come up with all the solutions, do I really want to be the one to be like, hey, let's sit down and, and figure this out together? Or they're like, oh, no, you got it. Because they're so used to you handling things on your own. Right. So, it it depends on the breakdown of y'all's relationship. It depends on the dynamic of y'all's relationship. There's a lot of different factors in that. So you know I wasn't gonna just give you no straight answer. Yeah. I'm gonna... <laughs> I know. So I don't know. I guess for me, like support. I'm like <clears throat> we should all be trying to give each other support, no matter what you're trying to do. If you are my spouse, if we in this together, hey. I support you, you support me, we're guiding each other, we're trying to help each other out. Now, if I don't ask you for something and you see something that could truly help me, that's great. Now, if you're just trying to add your little two cents in just to be like, oh, but I put a little on there, mm-hmm. you keep that. Like, if you truly over here trying to help and you have an idea that could truly help me, vice versa, that should be the whole idea is... Hey, I want to make sure that we're leading this down the right direction, the right path. Our family is moving the right direction. But if you just want actual support just to be like, see, I put that in there. So my question to that would be this. How do you ensure that you don't take, you know, them giving helpful advice as them putting in their two cents? Like, I mean, when I say like, I want, how do you determine true help from I'm just helping so I could get some credit and I'm not really putting forth that effort? Well, for me, I would ask, so where does that come from? Like, what made you think of that? What, like, why would you have told me that? And it's not trying to be smart. I'm just a person where it's like, I want, uh, before you come trying to tell me about something, did you think about this? Did you analyze it to make sure this really probably could help them out? 
or were you just saying something because you were like, oh, well, he said he needed something, so I just threw something out there real quick. I'm like, what the hell you throw that out for? But again, it's right. it's depending on which you. I feel like you know, <clears throat> you know your partner in that instance comes in key. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Because like. If you don't normally be, if you know your partner not going to be the one that's going to just come in and offer advice, then you know when they speak on something, they didn't have the thought about it before they spoke on right. it. Because they know how you operate. And they know that if I'm going to be, if I'm going to say something, they're going to value it. You know what I'm saying? So, like, say for instance, if I got something going on and I don't bring it up to my wife just yet. And then she start asking questions and there's an open dialogue that come there. Right. She, in the midst of us asking questions, she's thinking about, okay, how can I help with this right here? She going to stop and think before she speaks in, in most cases. And when she does offer it, it's like, okay, that's a well thought out process because in the midst of you talking this out, she's asked open-ended questions to where you can give a dialogue back there. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it all depends on the communication of the two people inside the relationship, in my opinion. So I got a perfect example. Mm. Me and my wife were talking last week about, because she wanted to do something for guys for Valentine's Day. She wanted to do this basket. Mm-hmm. And she was asking me, so what would you put in a guy's basket for Valentine's Day? And, I'm, and I was telling her, I'm like, honestly, I'm going to have to get back to you on that. Mm-hmm. And she was like, so you wouldn't <clears throat> want certain things as a guy? And I'm like, well, to be honest, as a guy, certain things automatically, I'm going to be like, well, if I want it, I'll go get it just as quick and simple. Mm-hmm. Right. But the only thing I could think of that a guy would want from his woman is things she's going to do for him. Oh, she going to rub his back, scratch his head, stuff like that. Do all those little things, you know. Maybe even give him a nice little massage kind of stuff like that. Or some gift cards. There's not really too many things I could think of offhand that a guy would just want in a gift basket for himself Mm -hmm. that he don't want his spouse, his woman, to do these things for him in this basket. Oh, so a service basket. Yeah, like if it was a service basket, definitely. Every last again, every last dude be like, "Cool, I buy that." Yeah, but you gotta do the stuff for. I mean, think about it now. Think about it. You get in there, you got the massage oil in there, but I'm not gonna massage you. This oil that you bought, you've already predetermined in your head that Mm. I gotta give you a massage today. I gotta give you this day, the third day, just trying to. Yeah, I, I mean, like I mean, I, mean I, I can see that, but I, I, on, on from my for me, I like stuff. So you know what I'm saying, like, and it ain't gotta be nothing like expensive. What? Like, like what? you know like what I'm saying? Something that you would be like, it, it, I want it, it right here. It ain't even really gotta be nothing expensive. <clears throat> if she know me like that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. My, I love Nestle bunch of crunch. Give me a couple of boxes of bunch of crunch. You know what I'm saying? Or my favorite snack, my favorite chips or something. Just, yeah. it, 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 that kind of stuff inside of a basket, that that goes in tune to paying attention to your partner. They know your your favorite things. Right. And I mean, I, I, I rock, excuse me, I rock with the service-based thing. But just me, me personally, right. I'm like, hey, you and know what I'm saying? No, and that's only- probably where the issue is because 
if I'm an outside source trying to make yeah. a basket that you gonna use, mm-hmm. then I don't know. The, mm-hmm. His wife don't know you like bunch of crunch. You right. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I, if in order for it to be something that's marketable, I feel like it would definitely have to be like a service based. Like, cause so was you you gonna come up with the service coupons? This coupon. Yes. Gets, gets this bitch. Honestly, you know, you know what how many dudes to be pulling them coupons? I'm like, I mean, I get it. Ah. I, I'm, I'm just saying, like, right it, now, my feet it, in that thought process, you know what I'm saying? You would be like, you get one free 30-minute massage. Bam. You get, you know, you cash this in if you want some some intimate time later okay. on. You know what I'm saying? Stuff like Ooh, that. Wait, now. We got to stop, niggas. <laughs> now, I got to make this one. I got to draw this all, one it will work. You know how many dudes will buy that basket? If your, that coupon uh, book? A coupon, an actual coupon, because I thought about this a long time ago. I like an actual just coupon. Just now bringing it up. Pause it. <laughs> Pause that. You had to scrub no. this part of the show. I got left this. <laughs> the iPad. Right here. I'm gonna draw these coupons up. Because I was like, man, it. But service you got two weeks. She would I just two, have all I to. Uh, as long as your woman, long as your spouse was there to be like, you know what, I'm going to honor this book. Cool. You know how many dudes will want that book? Like, just your woman do I mean, all these things. She might buy it for you. I don't have to ask. All I got to do, tear out a coupon, slide it right there. But hell, women want the same thing, too. I mean, I'm yeah, saying, they I are. Like, hey, I, mean, I know man, I'm going to make I, this book, though. And I know somebody going to be like, ah, oh, he just had to take it there. You know how many women right now will rip out page? Oh, so head without question. Slide that on over to you. Man, you know how many women be ripping out them coupons real quick? Left and right. <laughs> Get that done. No question? Nope. No question is asked. Mm-hmm. There you go. It just is what it is. But that's true. That's what I talk about when it comes to support. Like, the things we have to do for each other is like, I want to be able to help my spouse. Mm-hmm. I don't want my spouse to think that I'm just trying to add something in there just to be like, oh, you know, I added. So when if this takes off, if this does great, if this whatever, remember, I did tell you that. So support. Okay. So would you say that support the situation? I'm. I'm I don't know. No, nah, I feel like support would always have to be situation. From a government standpoint, right? I don't just give everybody money. I give people who need money money, right? Yeah. Like, it's, it's situational. Mm-hmm. People can't go to work because of COVID. All right, well, we're going to give you these packages, mm-hmm. this money. It's In relationships, I don't think it, it operates much different. Oh, you was at work late? How can I support you? Mm-hmm. Oh, maybe you... I'm going to just run the bath for you. That's what I can mm-hmm. do for you. I can Maybe do it. Hey, I, I put the kids. Yeah, I cook you some. I put the kids sleep already. You mm-hmm. just come in, relax, go sleep. So I feel like, because if it's not situation-based, then it's then, then it's just a kind gesture. Because, mm-hmm. you know. Okay. And I we can take see that. that. I can see that. And truth be told, kind gestures, we take for granted a lot of times. Right. Oh, like, yeah, for oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. Well, you just did that because you were kind. It's like, oh. Thank you. I feel like we take them for granted because we become accustomed to the person that's doing it. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, like, if you got somebody that's always thoughtful, somebody that's always considerate of your feelings, your time, and everything else, but, oh, well, you know, I walked in the house, 
my wife, uh, um, so this is me. I tell my wife, thank you for everything. And it's just what I do. Because I don't want to ever feel like She's not that I'm not thankful for it. She can walk in and hand me a fork. Thank you. I appreciate it. You ain't got to tell me thank you for that. Yeah. I mean, you walked past and was going to get ready to sit down. But you turned around and went and got me a fork. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Because that means yeah. I ain't got to get up and go get yeah. it. Yeah. I can eat my food. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like. Sometimes those little things, like you say, we, we take that kind of stuff for granted because we've become accustomed to the person that's doing it for us. Mm-hmm. And if you let that go on too long without any acknowledgement, it could turn into you them noticing that you take it for granted. And it's like, mm-hmm. okay, well, you wouldn't do that for me. You so, know what I mean? So with that being said, now, do you feel like acknowledgement of the gesture could could – at a certain point, acknowledgement of the gesture could lead to a desensitization to the thing. Like, if you walked in all the time and you was like, and she gave you a fork, you said thank you. She got you this, you said thank you. Eventually, do you feel like, I'm going to say thank you, and she's going to be like, okay, yeah, he always say thank you. Like, a reverse taken for granted. Um, Yeah, I feel like that can happen because it becomes an expectation. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, you just like we know we got to leave and go to work and do all that. It becomes routine. So most of the time we, we look at those things that we do routinely as, ah, yeah, I mean, this is what it is. It ain't yeah. no, oh, they took the time out to do that. Um, it, it, the, the thank you goes, goes from, thank you, I appreciate it, to, oh, appreciate you. You know what I'm saying? It goes <laughs> from, from there to there. And so right. I, yeah, I agree. It 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 can become the reverse of yeah, desensitized. The, yeah, it, it can be desensitized after a while. Like I could uh, you have another example with me and my wife. I always tell my wife I love you. Mm-hmm. Like if I get off the phone, love you, baby. If I leave, love you, baby. All those things because I truly do love my wife, and anybody that knows me will be like. Yeah, he really do love his wife. He do yeah. any everything he can. But over time, you start noticing that you say a lot. And then does it lose its effect and power sometimes because you say it so much, even though you mean it? Well, I, I don't know. Because so for me, I would hang up the phone and not say it, it in the beginning of when we were married. But she would say it all the time. It. It wouldn't, in my mind, it's like, okay, I, I just talked to you for a minute ago. I'm going to see you later. So, I, you know, I can tell you I love you in person later. Mm-hmm. But I just, I had to get used to the fact that she would say it every time we would hang up to the phone, on the phone. So now I, I do, I love, she say I love you. I'm like, I love you too, but hang up the phone. So I had to get used to that. Sometimes people, in that context, it's not a desensitization to it. It's a... It's a custom. It's a, it's something that they have to get used to as far as a behavior. Right. If they're not used to. So like, for me, uh, my well, my wife get off the phone with her, the people that she rock with, she love her family members. She always say I love you. They say I love you too. Me growing up, I didn't have that in the house. So we would always just be like, okay, bye. It would never know. Love you, love you too, bye. So mm-hmm. I wasn't accustomed to that. So when I got into a mm-hmm. situation to where it was always that. I'm like, it feels foreign. You know, it's like, well, we don't do that kind of stuff. So I, I want people to, to look at it as sometimes it's not 
that the person is desensitized to it is that they're not accustomed to it. It's not something right. that they that they grew up with, or that's not something that their family did. Like you know, we got people that grew up without families showing affection. Like you ain't no hugs going around. It's just we together. But if you go around somebody else's family, they all hugging each other and they they happy. And so when they come mm-hmm. to hug you, you like, yeah. oh, what, what's going on here? Like I, I'm foreign to it. It's, it's it's something I'm not used to. So you you gotta kind of like take that into account when it comes to people. And so, I mean, I came up in a similar situation as far as, like, we don't really do the whole, oh, I love you, love you. My dad, don't get it confused. He mm-hmm. he, one of those people. He'll like, oh, I love you, son. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, because who I'm talking to, I'll be like, oh, I love you too, Pop. Yeah. But for the most part, I always looked at, like, a supply and demand. Like, okay, I don't want to saturate the market with this. Cause then I just I just know how supply and demand work. Once it's a once it's a high supply, it's a low demand. Or if it's a if it's a low supply, it's a high demand. So in order to keep it valuable, nah, I'm not just gonna say I love you just cause the wind blowing, baby. No. Well, I'm... don't get it confused. Do I love you? Of course I love you. But in, but in, I'm not finna just keep on. I think about throwing it, it on from that whole. Uh, uh, as you said, I'm not... last time, hey, I love you. You did say it. Yeah. I did let you From know before God closed my eyes or yours, whichever way it goes. Hopefully, it's both of us at the same time. But then, right now, I wouldn't say that because I got kids. Yeah, and so that was my next thing. Like, do you withhold that from your child and then they grow up kind of feeling like you didn't because you didn't say it? Or do they, or you feel like your actions alone would reassure them that? Because sometimes, depending on the child or depending on the person, they need words mm-hmm. of affirmation. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. like, if you look at them and, and for instance, you always hugging them or, or showing them the affection that you love them, but them never hearing it could have an adverse effect. Right. It, you know, or them always saying, have a good day, I love you, before they go to school. Yeah. You know, it, it's clicked in their mind. My daddy, my mama, they, they love me because mm-hmm. they tell me this all the time instead of them showing it. Sometimes, especially with children, they believe more of what you say than what they see. Right. Yeah. Because, because they don't realize that the world that conditioned they right. Now. Yeah, they don't, they, don't they, they're, they haven't gotten to that point where it's like, okay, I ain't got to tell you I love you every day, but I, I do things to show you that I love you every day. They yeah. hadn't got there yet. So mm-hmm. sometimes when it comes to kids, I feel like you have to say those things so that way it reaffirms them in their mind that I know they love me because I hear it and then they see it. You know what I'm saying? Right. And you show it to them and they hear it. And another example I would say with that would be is like for my daughter. I don't care. I tell her all the time how beautiful she is. And the mm-hmm. reason why I tell my daughter how beautiful she is, I don't want no man on this earth to believe he could tell my daughter something that she don't know for a fact from her father, mm-hmm. that she don't feel those things from her father before anybody else. So it's like, hey, you at least, mm-hmm. hey, you can't tell me. Oh, I'm I know, pretty, I know, or I, know I, I love you because yeah. I know my daddy tell me all the and time. See that mm-hmm. right there—that's a whole nother conversation within itself. Yeah, 
Because that right there, I feel like it's a lot of the reasons why people are in, And yes, in, a lot in, of these young girls. Yeah, in the situations that they in now because they didn't get it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And honestly, to tell you the truth, I know men and boys growing up, they tough. But I feel like a lot of the dudes that grow up certain ways, you know, we probably all didn't have homeboys like that. A lot of them turn into these people because they don't have the love that they have from their mama. Yeah, no. I feel like that, and you know, I, I ain't got no studies or no <laughs> evidence based stuff to do to, to prove that. But I feel like how we look at girls and not having fathers when mothers don't raise their their sons a certain way or show them certain things, right. they turn into those people. Right, yeah. I do. do I, and I'm I'm a firm believer in there's a there's a duality that go into that. It's a it's a feeling base, and then there's also a like. Dudes raised by strictly their father, you know, you get this overly cool appeal, right? Mm-hmm. Like, oh yeah, nothing phase me, rocks. I don't, I don't switch up for nothing. Yeah. You don't ever put feeling into the things you do for the most part. Yeah. And then your mom also come back and tell you, no, 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 it's okay to be mad about that and be like, mm-hmm. I'm gonna say I'm mad about that. Or mm-hmm. social love about that, you know. Bring your emotion out. Yeah, you can put some emotion into it too. Mm-hmm. And I feel like when you got both those things playing into a person, it makes for a more complete person. Not trying to knock anybody who only had a single parent. I'm not here to try to shame you or put you down. I'm just saying that there is. Like, I'm just saying if you don't have someone, you do things, you survive in a certain way. Mm-hmm. But if you, the best way is for you to have both ways to be able to lean on. Yeah. Yes, kind of support. It, it gives you a balance, and it gives you support. And so I know we about to close with this one, but I want to say support your people. So support your support people. your people. Mm-hmm. On to the next topic: woman refuses to let her father walk her down the aisle during her wedding because she claims she is not property. Uh, however, she still wants him to pay for the wedding. This conversation has the. Uh, and then the uproar, the question then becomes, is this selective equality or a, a tradition being upheld by masculine ideals? This is stupid. Oh, this okay, is, so and, and I'm, I'm sorry. I don't care. I don't care who get mad at me about this. Hold up. I'm your father. You over here trying to change the wheel and all this stuff, but you don't want to change the wheel. Oh, Father walk daughter down the aisle. I because how it used to be back in the day, the father is giving his daughter over to the man. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's what it is. Hey, bro, this is your mantle now. You know, I'm gonna I'm giving up my power because how how I used to look at it is your father should be your number one protector till the point in time when you walk down that aisle. Mm-hmm. At that point in time. As a father, mm. I'm putting my daughter in your hands. Mm. You should be her number one protector. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I'm still going to... I still keep you behind mine. But, but you should be the first one in line like, I got it. And if you drop the ball, I'm going. we're going to talk about it, but I'm going to pick it up. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to pick it up, but we're going to have a conversation but about it. That's just, how I look at it. But yeah. it's like you're trying to X out so, this part and just be like... Hey, yeah, still pay for all my stuff. Still do all this stuff because I can't afford it by myself. So I, my question would be is, is, is this a issue that they have in like between each other? 
or is this a her trying to change tradition? Because you know sometimes children and parents have issues. Well, so from how it played out, she basically gave him credit for the thought process, saying, "You raised me to be an independent thinker." Mm-hmm. And I do now. We can't deny that the origin of the whole giving away of the bride is steeped in. Hey, yeah, the daughter's it, property. It's, a, it's like and, a dowry. Yeah, you know, yeah. from there. Yeah, yeah so for sure. I'm losing a house worker. You gaining one. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Vice versa. Mm-hmm. Here we go. We need to. We got to do something to right that wrong. I'm losing property. Mm-hmm. That being said, the history is the history. However, I do believe we are in a space as human beings to where we we can rewrite whatever we choose to. Just because that's the past of it, don't it don't hold the same weight. Soul food. We talk about soul food all the time, mm-hmm. but that's the food for the slaves. That was that was the undesirables, and then we mixed up the seasons and all that to make it something that's a worldwide delicacy. But if we look at the history of it. It was the stuff that the other people that's didn't want. What, that's what people didn't want. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is, when I ask the question, is it selective equality? Is because majority of the time, when you got a young man in your family, you're not going to pay for your son wedding. Son, you got here and get it on your own. We mm-hmm. all out here. And, and traditionally, yeah. traditionally, traditionally, if you, if we being technical, it's the the bride's parents. Yeah, that's your wedding. However, if you get with somebody and it's that second marriage, you gonna get out here. And you finna you get finna it get it on your own. Yeah, because we yeah. didn't did this the first we time. We did this first time. <laughs> <laughs> and and, hey, it's, and it's, it's real. And yeah. it's becoming a more common trend for that first marriage. Hey, we gonna buy a lot for you. No, I got you. But I feel like we've reached a point to where it gone it's gone beyond the essentials. I like, hey, I'm gonna help you with this, that, and the third, or I play a portion to now. Your wedding is so monumental and got mm-hmm. so many people in it, so many bells and whistles on it. You are putting an extreme financial burden on but in her case, who would be her father, right? Mm-hmm. And her and his, and her mother. Yeah. So then I feel like this is one of the negotiations. Hey, if I'm gonna shoulder this burden financially in any you mean to tell me that one of the traditions that has been going on in my family for a long time? I can't even be. A I part can't of even be a part of that. I, you, I, I understand that you don't wish to be viewed as property, but that ideal and that situation, that's way behind us. Mm-hmm. I give you away, and that's a proud father giving his daughter to another mm-hmm. human being. Like it's like you taking, you removing my last name, you putting his last name on it, and. He's gonna go and cherish you the same way I did. It ain't a property thing. It's more of a. Yeah. This is a love. He should love you the way I loved you, and True. that's what I say it, is a sim- symbolic, like you know. Yeah, and and so for, for me, I, I, I'm, I'm gonna say this. True shot. And uh, people might not like what I'm about to say, but half the time, the wedding is a grandstand for families. They had and yeah. they like we put so much money and effort and and time into it and it's basically a glorified party for families and not really about the whole yeah it ain't it ain't mm. about them at all because all of us then sat up there <laughs> what do you actually remember about your wedding after you said i do not much what did you get a chance to enjoy it after that 
as far as the reception and all that. No. no. You was walking around shaking people's hands yeah. and mm-hmm. saying hi to everybody. I, I, barely got a chance to eat. Everybody yeah. else telling you how good the food was and you didn't even really get yeah, a chance to I, eat. First yeah. of all, I got I the eat one that piece of cake. But that's what I'm saying. Like, it's not weddings. We have turned them in, into something that is adversely opposite of what it's supposed to be about. Exactly. It's a glorified party for families. Right. Like, I, yeah, you see, because most of the time they sitting at the table. If your if the the bride's parents are paying for it, you see what's such and such balls. They got a whole glass sculpture over here. They got these nice plates. They didn't they didn't went out and they didn't bought prime real brisket. All, you know what I'm saying? It's it's a conversation piece, right? Instead of it, oh, you see how happy they was up there when they said I didn't even cry when she came down the aisle. I remember that part. No, they remember. <laughs> Remember the reception? What it was. You know what What I'm saying? What that cake taste like? Uh, Mm -hmm. Yeah. uh, Man, the DJ was in there playing. They was in there. He was going hard. You see how they came in? You saw what they had at the bar? I can't tell you how many people told me how fun my wedding was, and I don't even remember it. I know I was mad that I had a big cake. A big cake. I got it from the same bakery they got theirs from, Mm -hmm. the Shaw Bakery. And I was like, okay, cool. I ain't even getting none of my own cake. Man, bro, look I here, got bro. one piece. I was like, it was a bit, it wasn't small. Uh, there was a groom's cake, and then there was the um, bridal cake mm-hmm. and the regular cake. I'm like, okay, I want some of my groom's cake. I didn't get one piece of Man, my Man, look, I had, I had a Batman cake for my uh, groom's cake. Tell me how much of that cake I actually got a piece of it. I'm talking about they had dick that I the cake was black and and and, and yellow gold, gold, gold yeah gold. you know what I'm saying had the bat symbol on the mm. top man by the time I got over there man it was probably about this much left and then I didn't even take it with me so mm. it just was gone so I feel your pain hey, <laughs> I, I'm telling you I got more cake at his wedding than my own yeah hey man like so I'm over here like don't get me wrong my wedding was nice. I even told my wife, hell, we could elope. We could have had a destination wedding. At least I could have went to uh, some trip and been like, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, well, we went there. Yeah. yeah. It's like, hell. And don't get me wrong. My father-in-law, God rest his soul, he paid for most of the stuff. Mm-hmm. But then my wife had to try to do it big. Hey, so hey, hey. it's like, oh, so she started doing extra stuff. Then I ended up paying for the honeymoon and the DJ and stuff like that. I'm like, my God. you know, all this money that we spent on everything, we Don't, could just... Man. I still have a trauma response to flowers. Mm. Oh, <laughs> it was out of season or in season? Man, the flower arrangements is on. I just was like, hey, I just... I don't, well, we gonna, we, we ain't keeping these. Mm. Like, like, they not going with I us. I just be like, look, part of that needs to be... We gonna take some of these flowers and try to replant. Nah, we gotta add that. We how much you pay for your tuxes? Like each tux probably between hundred and fifty to two hundred. Oh my! For renting. Oh, I, well, I bought mine. I don't like oh, you bought yours. Oh, yeah. I was like, nah, he, I rented he, mine. He was a big dog. I rented mine and gave it back. Nah, bro. Gave it back. Yeah, I rented mean, mine and gave it back. In hindsight, you know what I'm saying? Because my How brother, many times you wear that tux? I, I can't fit it. <laughs> That's the problem. He's a whole different person now. I'm dog. a whole different, you know hey. what I'm saying? It's dad by if it's different now. 
Man, so I'm like, hey, I got nine hundred dollars set up. Suit, dog. That's gotta, my main mission. We got that's, to that's get you back right in there. This is uh, bottom line, people. This is where it come from. Is if we getting rid of traditions, we getting rid of all of them. Pay for your own wedding. Right. If you if you want to play that game, if you want to be like, nah, dad, you raised me to be an independent thinker. Let Understood. me walk. See, okay, I respect that, and I also. Raise you to get it on your own, so get your own way. Right now, now here's the thing: we have gotten to a point where everybody want their way or no way. There's Man. no negotiation in life. Right. But see, people feel like they ain't got to negotiate with nobody because it's my way, and I don't care what you think. Mm-hmm. You can't go nowhere in here in life and yeah. not have to compromise and negotiate with anything. Mm-hmm. You think you can go to work and say, all I'm going to do is work four hours, and they're going to be like, okay, that's fine. Mm-hmm. I'm a, uh, 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 I want them other four that you owe me, mm-hmm. or you're going to be working somewhere else. Right. You mm-hmm. think that <laughs> you can send your child to school and be like, yeah, you can keep them them eight hours. I mean, but, you know, th- that's a whole other story. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. And I ain't going to send them back to you. And you got, they got to go back home with you. Right. You know what I'm saying? That, that you, people then got to a point where it's like negotiations and I want my way and this way is the only way that's going to work. That That's where we at kind of like in it's society now. And it, and it went too far because now mm-hmm. you stepping on traditions that you, you know, like, and then some of us, as men, we don't really get very many highlights in our life. Yeah, true. You probably do. You think that this man was waiting all this time? He watched you crawl. He watched you grow up. Watched you turn into a beautiful adult mm-hmm. woman, and now you finna get I married. Your first boyfriend, all that. He he didn't watch all of that. He didn't see you cry. He didn't he didn't wipe your tears away when the first dude broke your heart and told you mm-hmm. it's gonna be okay. Bam! Now we here. And now you telling me that I can't mm-hmm. do something that I probably been waiting on to do because right. this is a highlight of my life. And now you're going to take it away from me because you feel like I'm treating you as something that I've never shown you yeah. that you were. Mm-hmm. I've never once told you or showed you that I treated you like property. Right. I've never done that. But you want to take away something because, yeah, I did teach you to be an independent thinker, but I also taught you that I'm never going to do anything to you to hurt you. Right. This is something that I'm looking forward to. And and, and for me, I don't know, you know, if the mama is in the picture. If I'm the mama, I'm like, hey, let's come over here here and talk about this for a second. Do you know this man probably been waiting? He's been waiting this whole time. That's the thing. You said it earlier, fam. You said it. We got to the point of non-negotiation. If it's not, if you don't view it as beneficial to solely you, it's not okay. It's very much okay for me to pay for this wedding. Mm -hmm. It's very much okay for that. But it's, it is beyond me or outside the spectrum for me to want to participate and do my ceremonial duties by my man. Cause I'm sure when he got with your mama, his father, well, her father walked her down the aisle. And it, and you act like, like, and so for me, bro, like that walking down the aisle thing, bro, it is two seconds. Very small. It, it's mm-hmm. a very small part of the wedding in itself. You mm-hmm. got, depending on how many bridesmaids it is, 
And, and how many groomsmen it is, that takes up majority of the time. Because they all got to walk down individually. Then mm-hmm. you got your maid on, that whole thing. No. You, the bride is the last person to come out. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's two seconds, basically. Because, well, in my mind, it's two, it was two seconds because it just went just like that. Like, uh-huh. it was, it ain't no whole, like, we finna sacrifice you up at the altar. Type of thing where they play drums and all that. Like it's a whole. It's not even a big, big part of it, but it's an important part of it because the mm. father is looking forward to it. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So I, I, re- I for one, really do not understand this, this whole issue with this from from the woman's side because it doesn't make sense to me. Like I'm, I'm with you, dog. This shit's stupid. Yeah, and that's all like, I'm saying. It's like, this, if you want to play this stupid. ignorant game, you want to be ignorant like this because you are being ignorant because it don't hurt you to have everybody get the things that they truly want. I want to be able to give my daughter away. And yes, hopefully one day, uh, God don't call me home before I can give my daughter away. I want to walk a little butt down the aisle, be like, hey, here you go, you know. You know, right. she going to change her last name, all that kind of stuff. I'm like, okay, I love you. I'm going to give her a kiss. This is your husband. Uh-huh. So my question is, is she trying to eliminate the father-daughter dance too? Like, is, is that is that <laughs> next? Is you going to you trying to erase? Are you trying to erase your daddy from your wedding altogether? So it, it, if that's the case, then just say that. But I don't, Wait, what I'm that, saying then is. Then I'm going to say, I'm going to erase my money. But he already raised money, so this that's not really the question. What I'm saying is if you went to a four year college, and we only talk of four years, you went to college four years, standard six, or mm-hmm. five or six, depending on how many credit hours you take, and you got all the way up there, you did your capstone class, you about to graduate. And instead of you walking across the stage, they was like, All right, thanks for coming. We'll send you your diploma later. We'll send you your diploma later when we get when we get to it. <laughs> Boy, <laughs> you're gonna be like, wait, all that I've done, like this is the this is the, the show, this is the moment for everybody to know Pinnacle, the highlight. Hey, I did. Now that's just like like you if you did your five classes each semester. That's just four years for your bachelor's. We talking about. However long you've been, because you got to keep in mind, if you didn't get married to 27, 28, I don't know what age she was, but if you ain't get married, you had one person to call when your car broke down. You had one person to call when your lights went off. You had one person to call when you was hungry. You had one person to call. And that dude always came to the, I'm here. He showed up. I'm here. Superman S on his chest and everything. And, And did it. No complaints. I'm not going to be mad about this is what I do. Right. For mine, this is what you get. When you part of my, this is what you get. So much so that even when you do get married, granted, I walked you down this aisle and I put you in the hands of another man who should take on these responsibilities just like you two illustrated earlier. Hey, if something should go wrong and he ain't able to step up to the plate, I got a track record to let you know that I'm more than capable. And although I'm going to have a conversation with him and try to Mm -hmm. elevate his game, you ain't going to fail. Because I'm here. You are always going to be a part of who I am, no matter how old you get. You got to that that day where it's now time. You 
mean to tell me that, like you said, one of the simple joys of a man's life. Cause I, I, I get it. You ain't, you ain't got the empathy. You don't, you can't put yourself in his shoes. You ain't ever tried to be a man or want to be a man, whatever. But a large portion of a man's life is simply sacrifice. You, you grade it on how much you sacrifice and contribute, right? And it's very few times in this situation where you get the opportunity to get a return on that. It's a bit like on our side, the demand for love is high, but the supply is relatively low in relation to expression of it. Right. Cause the majority of the stuff I do, I do it and I ain't looking for nothing. So it becomes what you expect. Mm-hmm. But when you finally get the opportunity to show me that, Hey, I did notice that, hey, when, when I needed lunch money that one day, because I, 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 it's not that I didn't have it, it's just that I lost it. You reached down in your pocket and you gave me what I needed plus more. <laughs> just because. Now you get the opportunity to just be like, hey, give me two seconds to let the world know that I'm the reason you were able to walk into this, walk down this aisle and you met a fine young man like this and your standards was at this level. Yeah, and that that that's partly because of me. Yeah, yeah. Now nah, you want to erase that history, but you want to take my money. All right, here your lunch money, fam. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> like it is what it is. For real. All right. Do you think couples need similar interests to be compatible? In some ways, yes. I do believe y'all should be able to uh, have certain things that you both like. That you both can enjoy together. Now, I'm not saying you have to have a lot of things because, like me and my wife, we differ from night and day on certain things. A lot of people ask, I'm like, well, we have certain things in common. Like, she was my sorority sister. I'm a fraternity brother. Okay, we could talk about fraternity stuff. That's one little thing that we have in common. Like, on other things, we don't watch. She watch it. Well, she reads books. I watch TV. She really doesn't watch TV at all. I read books, but I don't. That's not my number one thing to do. Right. Like I, I like to work out. I like to do things. That I'm a social butterfly. She's more reserved. There's certain things that we have in common, but we don't have to have everything in common we just have to have interest we're both big foodies so when it come to food we're like oh it's a new restaurant right i for one i don't think you necessarily need common interest outside of your kids your kids should always be a common interest okay your kids and and you too so outside but when we talk about just regular old hobbies and all that i really don't feel like you need that many though i do believe it makes it a whole lot easier because those moments where you need to reconnect or or, or find that common ground it's easy Mm -hmm. to do if i like if i like eating you like eating we can have this conversation over some food yeah you can create that atmosphere quite easy however if if you in a situation where she not really a foodie and you like food, you just got to work a little bit harder than most people to try to build those situations. Mm-hmm. And and I'm not saying that it can't work. I'm just saying for those who don't share common interests, it's just going to be more of a task. Because yeah. you got to be able to do combos. I, I kind of feel like you, 
you don't. Some people start off not having very much in common at all, but I feel like over time, you develop things that y'all both like. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like you go through different stages in your life where y'all change. Yeah. Where you may like for me, sports is is my thing. Like I love basketball, I love football, I watch baseball games. My wife at first couldn't get her to sit down and watch a game. Now mm-hmm. on Sundays, she's we sitting down and we may watch two, three games together, you know, and now she know the game. I didn't talk it to her. Mm-hmm. Uh for me, Cooking, I, I'm I know I'm decent. I'm good at it a little bit, but I've honed my skills because she loves to cook. She loves to bake, and so I was like, okay, well, this is something that she likes to do. Let me get in here and try this out. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of something we didn't, and we've taken that part about her loving to cook at home, and then added it to us going to restaurants. We went to a restaurant last night and tried something new. Uh, so. I feel like over time, with your with your spouse, with your partner, or even if you dating somebody long term, mm-hmm. you find those little things that y'all may have in common, or even if it's something that you don't really like to do in the beginning, explore it, find it out, and see if you will grow to like it. And then that's gonna be something that y'all have in common together right. that grows over time. And it's like, okay, this is our thing that we do together. You know, and then you can still have your separate things that y'all do on y'all alone. You know what I'm saying? Because, look, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, you got to have some interest in common. Some type of interest or grow to like certain things in common. And it doesn't have to be a lot. But could you imagine right now, everything you like, your wife didn't like? No. It's not possible because it's like... And like, us still like make it like that's what I'm saying. Okay. It can't be everything because you okay. still hopefully y'all gonna have kids and stuff. Yeah, and you should like each other. And but, that's okay. the other thing is like, yeah, we should like each other. But think about it. you love sex, but your wife don't like sex at all. Hold up, bro, that's gonna be a issue. Then but, oh, well, we can, you want to go out? She don't want to go out. But you, you gotta want- understand that there's levels to it. Like we. Having similar interests, is, it varies. So you might be like over the moon about sex. It's not that she's not like it, like she's just against sex. She's just not like that enthused by it. That's just how it is. It's not like you know okay. how much of a issue that's gonna take after a while. Like okay, if you want those, let's just say people, you out here um when you were single. You wow. Like you did things, then you settled down, and then you got married. Let's just say if your partner got out here and your partner was never like truly interested, only reason they did it is because you want to do it. So after so long, that is going to take a huge toll on your marriage because of the fact is like, hold up, I like it. I want you. Well, I'm just doing it because you want it. Hold up. After so long, that's going to start messing with you. Is she even, or is he even willing, wanting to truly do this? Or are they just doing this so I don't go somewhere else? Understood. I mean. When you think about it, though. If if they had a space where, am I doing it just because 
if it is just because of me, it's like, well, it's not that that won't go anywhere else. They just, they're willing to do it for me. So it's like, it's still a, a mm. level to it. And, I, and if we if we speaking on the 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 sexual component is totally different. I feel yeah, like. it is from really from but the, from like if I like jazz and she like rap music, she not gonna really go to no <laughs> jazz concert with me because she. I mean, she yeah. may go just because I want to go. Yeah. But is she gonna turn into a jazz fan? No, that's probably highly unlikely. But you know, I mean, but it it could happen. But it this is where I said it just take more work. You just get you somebody so, like okay, if I'm sitting up here listening to Kendrick Lamar, and you just notice that in the beat that he selected, it's a particular jazz riff in there. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so now we might not be able to go to everybody concert, but at least for that one song, I know you like that one riff and it's new, so he gonna play it. Yeah, yeah. Let's get up in there. Let's go see Kendrick. Right, yes, right, right, right. But imagine if you love music with passion. I love music. Mm. Now, imagine if your spouse, I hate music. But that's general. what I'm saying. If we throwing hate around, then that's dip. But I'm just saying similar things. Like I'm not saying that you have to be against it. I'm just saying it's just not. It's not your cup. It's like I don't mind if it's there. I don't mind if it's not there. If you're just looking for somebody to have open ended dialogue about, like mm-hmm. I can't really sit back and talk to neither one of y'all about football mm-hmm. outside of how it's played. Like I, mm-hmm. if you ask me how to play football, oh, I know exactly how to play football. Yeah. But if you ask me, oh. What did such and so do on that day in that play? Bruh, his name on the back of his jersey, and that's somebody else's team. Yeah. It ain't got nothing I, to do that's with That's all it. I know. It's just like I, I play, you know, 2K, I play that. That's what I do. My wife not going to pick up no stick. if we uh, Only only time she's going to pick the stick up is if we playing Overcooked. Then she's excited because that's that's something that we play together. But, but mm. outside of video games, you think my wife is going to sit there and play 2K with me? No. But that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I just feel like in order for y'all to, we may not have similar interests, but there are crossovers between interests, and that's for everything. Yeah. Okay. Yo, yo, let's just say you got a chick who just dig Dungeons and Dragons, but you just dig art. You ain't really into the Dungeons and Dragons. Well, you can still draw. And you can draw, draw them dungeons. characters. Yeah, you can draw some Dungeons and if, Dragons. And like I said, with the rap and the king, I just feel like there's, don't let the fact that you ain't got a lot in common deter yeah, you, you because you're going to grow. Things. Like when you get into a relationship and you begin to learn a person, you're going to learn mm-hmm. more about them because it's not far-fetched to think. Bink ain't really finna hop on no video game, but Bink will hop in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. If I can take the kitchen and put it, and put it on the game... game then Bink will hop on the game. Yeah, yeah for sure. Okay. Easy. Yeah, yeah. And so it, it's just, I feel like in order for you to have a situation where you don't have a lot in common, but you, outside the fact that you like the person and you want to build that relationship, then you have to begin to know that person a lot more in order for that relationship to, okay, hey. You cultivate life. Yeah, I know what you like. Is there, let me go and figure out what them crossovers are, what them sections are. Hey, oh, like I said, Kendrick Lamar, Smooth Jazz Riff, he got something in there, boom. Can you rock with that? Okay, no. I right, then maybe listening to the older rapper. I don't know. Oh, you don't really like dealing with calls or what? Okay, well, maybe it's this, maybe it's that. Where can I insert one of your passions and one of my passions? And where was that brainchild between them two creators? 
I can find that. Yeah. Okay. And so you don't have to have those similarities right off the bat to develop a, a, a quality blossoming relationship. I just feel like you have to go into it with the idea that, hey, I know in order for us to maintain and grow, I'm going to have to figure out how to bring her world and merge it with mine in some fashion. Yeah. For okay. sure. For sure. I agree with that wholeheartedly. That's yeah. I agree with it. Oh, okay. Cool. Beans. We are going to jump into You Won't Believe This. And You Won't Believe This is brought to you by. As always, love to shout out my beautiful wife. Love you, baby. Check out Traces Like Mine, Wasted Desires, and Yanni Like Mine. Uh, Traces Like Mine, hair care product for a black woman, by a black woman, actually for all people. It She has shampoos, conditioners, different things to help your hair grow, to help your nails grow, um, make your body shine. Um, Traces, uh, sorry, uh, Wasted Desires, and these are waist beads, anklets, bracelets, thigh chains. You go wastedesires.com. You find all these things to make your body glitter and shine. And Yanni like mine. Ladies, if you don't know what your Yanni is, look it up. It does not clean itself. Top notch. Oh, shout out my boy Bryce, Slaughter Cuts in Fort Worth, Texas. Also, y'all love basketball. Check out We Talk Mavs on YouTube. Uh... Also, you want to shout us out a little bit? Oh, you gonna do that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you. you oh, cool beans. Uh, of course, my cousin Mike. He does a podcast. He gonna get back on it, but you know, it's just my staple. So, state of being sob, but it's not that way. State of being, like I said. Okay, cool beans. Tyler Beatty, luxury clothes by luxury guy. D Mac, he's a barber. You should see him. I should see him. Outside of that, also keep in mind the nines that's D A N I N E Z printify.me. And that's if you want to support, you know, the clothing that I got going. Keep in mind that Kobe Day is on this way, and I've already got a design on the site for that situation. Just go on there, like I said, the nines that's D A N I N E Z printify.me. Look it up. You can check it out. Outside of that, what I would like you to know, the people who really be bringing this to you, bringing you this heat right now, is us. Oh, <laughs> attention, bro. <laughs> well, I was just going to say, before we shout us out, we also forgot Brittany Bossing Up. Brittany Bossing Up. Mm-hmm. That's on M- Empower um, underscore Crown Up. You go to Empower. Um, It is on... Instagram is on Facebook. She is a counselor that's actually helping out the youth. She's actually trying to uplift our community to get our children to do better, to be better, to want more. So look her up. That's Brittany Boston Up. She was on the podcast a couple of episodes back. We'll be on her podcast sometime soon. Y'all check her out. Please do. Now... Now, back to your vegetable programming, and that is us. And that is something, the number four, D-A people. I repeat one more time. That is something, the number four, D-A people. If you are on YouTube, type podcast at the end of that. That's going to minimize those search results, bring us up a whole lot quicker. 
if you could, if you would please, I would be really happy. My team would be really happy if you would like, share, subscribe. And if you on any of the podcasts and networks, yes, I do mean any of the podcasts and networks as far as we know. If you want to leave us. <clears throat> Star rating, we prefer five stars and five stars only. What that five stars do for us is help us reach additional people to try to bring the world closer in this thing we call relationships, not just from man to woman, but from man to job, from man to to people in the regular streets. We just trying to bring this vision of unity to everybody and everything. Also, uh, if you want to hop on and see us on fan base most likely you'll be talking to that man so yeah fan base youtube podcasting i need to figure out what i'm doing with my life outside of that one more time (laughs) denies i do clothes i do clothes right now we work Mm -hmm. so like i said one more time i'm doing this specifically for the people in the back that is something the number four d-a people Podcast if you're on YouTube. Okay, cool beans. Back to you won't believe this, which you came to see. Currently, there's a mommy and me pole dancing class. So right now it's causing controversy. People are expressing how their children should be able to dance on the pole without being sexualized. Okay. Now I'm just yeah y'all don't want me to go first so go on here okay. go first go on go first. All right, look I'm gonna see back okay <laughs> so I'm 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 not really understanding people anymore okay gymnastics you want to go do gymnastics that's quite fine live your life fam dance dance just regular old dance go do your thing but when you take a profession such as stripping and you just alter the name and call it pole dancing and now you want to thrust it upon the kids which america has over and i do say america because i mean specifically america has this issue of hypersexualizing kids and denying them responsibility for or like no no be as young-minded as you wish to be for as long as you wish to be, but at the same time be sexualized for the world. Like, because you got kid right now. Let's let's tally it up. You got girls under five singing uh sexy, sexy red. red. You got same girl singing the Cardi B song. Same girl singing the the uh. Megan Thee Stallion songs. Now, don't get me confused. In the proper audience, all them songs are A-OK with me. You might think I'll be having an issue with them women, but I ain't got no problem as long as they singing the women because you are at an age to where you can determine whether you wish to live in that lifestyle or not live in that lifestyle. Righteous. However, when you jump out there and you got the kids listening to it and we all can sit back and say, that kids can't make certain distinctions or or, or have their judgments impaired based on their age for a whole bunch of things, right? You You can't send them to prison based on a lot because, oh, they minors. We send them to juvenile because they didn't know no better. We'll say that across the board all day, every day. We ain't gonna hold you to the full extent of the law or we not gonna fully 
uh, hit you at what? What they say, throw the book at you. We ain't going to really throw the book at you because you might not have read the book we throwing at you. You turn right back around and you spit in everybody's face with all these thought processes on trying to keep the innocence of children for, for a certain period of time, trying to keep the purity and all that. And you tell them, oh, well, but we going to have them go ahead and do this mommy and me pole dancing class. Now, I know what people going to be like. Well, well, prophet, is you going to tell your daughter she can't do it? My daughter? Under 18? Of course. Now, when you get married and go do your thing, if that's something that you wish to go learn and provide to your husband as a service that you want to keep him out of the strip clubs, or you just want to go and be better for your husband because you know he liked the, the, the pole dancing aspect of it, and you want, damn, I'm beyond that. Man, I'm going to tell you, you like this. I, I'm going to give you what you need right now. You As a parent, you it... it the parent, okay, cool. the parent need this. Like, uh, forget that. Most of y'all got this issue right now where y'all think y'all kids are y'all best friends. And I mean, you can call it wherever you want to. I'm gonna keep it 100 with you. Y'all over here on this bull crap right now. You got your daughter over here stripping. And yes, that is what it is, the stripping. Stop trying to, it's like you, you sitting here saying it's not stripping, but we all know what it is. The pole dancing class, you twirling around here in a seductive way, though the whole way of doing it from the beginning. You trying to give some ancient prophecy of, oh, well, they used to do pole uh, dancing out here. No, nobody, there is nobody can sit here and quote offhand without trying to look it up where the hell pole dancing came from hey, except the strip club. Hey, hey, I'm saying like this is, man. The only pole dancing that the kids was doing was around the maypole when people asked. Uh, uh, like, I don't understand why we keep trying to sexualize our little kids. They ain't even the little girls, too. It's the boys. They'll do it. They got the mommy and me with the little boys doing the um, pole dancing classes, the daughters doing the pole dancing classes, everybody over here, everybody got on tights and stuff, twirling around the pole and everything. I'm like... I mean, this is another case of where people just want to do whatever they want to do. They just want to justify. They, they want to justify whatever they feel like they can do and what they want to do. And your mind is the one that's warped and theirs is not. No. That's just, that's like, where we at. That's, that's, that's where we at, bro. Pisses, that's what pisses me off. It's like, if you and your household want to do some ignorant, stupid stuff, you and your household do that stupid stuff. But you trying to force this on me saying, oh, no, my daughter should be able to do it with your daughter and we shall. Everybody Man. wants to be able to do what they want to do. And I mean, like, if if, if we been keeping it a buck, bro, we've we been here for a while. Really? We've been here for a while. Like everybody that comes up with the idea, oh, this is right. I'm just gonna roll with it. You know, we it, it it's it's out of hand, and it's it's been out of hand, but it's really becoming more out of hand because we got this. It's going. it's stuff everywhere. This like, is what you you just pointed to the primary culprit right there. We as people are sitting around all day with the biggest distraction, the biggest, the biggest influence of the big. We sitting with it every day in your pocket. Yeah. We are sitting with what creates. We are at a certain point. We as black people just be like, oh yeah, we make the culture. 
I'm done. I don't even believe that no more. The phone and the media dictate the culture because if you are being controlled by the media, which we, we all are for the most part, and then, like I said, you can't, I don't care where you go. It's children as young as five, four and five that got cell phones bigger than mine. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, that's, that's the way to get them out of their parents' face. And that's what I'm saying. We've all wished to detach ourselves. And we keep on saying, if you don't raise your kids, the streets going to raise your kids. But they don't understand that the streets is on the phone now. Yeah, because this, this is what raises people's children now. This right here. What we you know? what we fail to realize is, and what I hope you learn to realize, based on what I'm telling you right now. Everybody who got the wrong message, they got a platform. They got it's more people who not saying what need to be said. They got a platform than people who really live in life. Because the people who really doing what they supposed to do, we ain't got a lot of time for that. The whole reason we made the podcast is to try to bring you quality information from real people living in real life. That was the whole yeah. point of this. I'm tired of people telling me what food and restaurants you can't eat at. Because, oh, if he ain't eating at this place or taking you there, he obviously broke. Well, when, the, when in the world did the pockets dictate whether a man love you or not? I don't know where that is, but I do know that the divorce rate is substantially higher. Yeah. Because you focused on the wrong. And stayed married. And then you turn around and we got people saying, oh, no, no. Based on what the phones say, based on what the media say, your daughter or your son should be up there twirling around on the pole in a seductive way. And it's a okay. But we got, we already know that pedophilia is a real thing. We already know that the hypersexualization of American children is a thing. We already know that if nice. you go watch cartoons right now, they got this situation going. Come on, now. I mean, right. we got we you got, got cartoons. Pageants, you got all these other things over here pushing these. Sh- uh, what was the one where um the girls were in the um cheerleading where uh it was like the little five year olds in the little skin tight clothes. I'm like, what the hell is this? I'm like, I'm not gonna watch I it. I mean and, and like he said, man, it's a history and this they got movies that where like what's what's the movie that Brooke Shields was in when she was younger? Um, she uh they was uh, on a on like the a, island? Yeah, they were stranded together and they was teenagers. Yeah, they're teenagers. Are oh, you talking about uh, the Blue Lagoon? Blue think, Lagoon. Yeah. Okay. But think about how, you know, how that movie, she was a, still a, actually a teenager. Both of them were. Yeah. Mm. In that movie. You know, now we got shows like Euphoria that got adults playing kids. Right. But it's still a premise of a show. It's about kids. That's yeah. about kids doing adult things. Right. Look, why can't we just let kids be kids? Like, uh, like, let kids grow up as kids. Like, it's hard to actually imagine kids watching car- just cartoons now. Now they're over here, they got grown-ups playing with kids' dolls, acting like they little kids and stuff. I'm like, what? That's not them. Yeah, I don't, like, know. I don't know, dog. Why can't we just, like, little boys playing football. Whatever happened to throw up tackle? Whatever happened to the actual being a child stickball? Hey, but you know what though? I, 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 they, we do got some people that want to keep kids, kids. Because man, I was, we, I went to go look at a spot earlier, and it was some boys outside playing flag football with the cones. Man, you step outside they cone. I'm, you know, so we do got some people that want kids to still Thank be you kids. Thank you. 
<laughs> Appreciate you. Appreciate you. you. Those yeah, they, I'm talking about they out there having a good time. In the cold. But that was the thing. You didn't need a lot to mm. have fun. Yeah. Now, all of a sudden, you got to have all this money and have fun. You got to be spending all this money and have fun. You got to do be doing stupid stuff to mm. have fun. You can't just First of all, do regular things. You got to have somebody recording to say that it was fun. Yeah, I when I was hey. coming up, bro. When we was coming up, I'm saying, I when we was coming up, bro. I don't need you to know that I enjoyed myself. Yeah, <laughs> hey, like real man, half the stuff that we had, we deemed as fun as kids. You know what the recorder was? Our memory. Memory. Yeah. We can we can go talk to the person that we did this with. Hey man, you remember when we did such mm-hmm. such? Bro, that was so fun, dog. Now. Man, let me let me share this video, of y'all, of, of, of us sitting around playing the game. What? What? Like you remember actually riding bicycles? Man, like man, you put the little bit on thing in the back, make it uh, make it sound like a little motorcycle. Yeah, either a can <laughs> or the car. Some people used to use the little clothespin with the car. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? But that's the thing is, little things kept you entertained. It didn't cost a lot because we all know our parents didn't have a lot of money, but it was like we still enjoyed life. Mm-hmm. Now it seems like parents are trying so hard to give their children stuff, but their children are not truly enjoying life. Well, hold on. I want to, we got to be clear. I want people to understand. I personally don't feel like you giving your kids much. Not you, but people. Yeah, you give them the the visuals so that everybody else is thrown off but if you ask me what you actually gave your child you gave them a habit you gave them something that they need to get rid of you yeah. put them in this mass consumerism mindset to where oh instead of eating food today i'm gonna wear jays oh instead of going instead of going to kick it with my friends i'm gonna videotape myself doing something stupid that could potentially to get me locked up and then or with my friend yeah or die yeah. so that when my friends see it, they can be like, oh, man, that's cool. You made your children a sideshow, a jester. You ain't making kings and queens no more. You making peasants and, and, and comedians. And don't get me confused. I'm not talking about the Dave Chappelle, Cat Williams, D.L. Hughley comedians. I'm talking about the ones that used to have to come in and keep the king entertained. And if you didn't, they was going to kill you. Kill you. Because the world. The gesture. I'm telling you right now, for all the kids that you want to make the YouTube star or the this or that, whatever it is, to impress those media moguls, it's very few seats. So all them people who come up and they be like, oh, yeah, I'm the next, I'm the next, I'm the next. Yeah, majority you're going to be the next person out here scraping by trying to figure it out because you ain't spending enough time in the books. You ain't spending enough time trying to educate yourself. And your parents are, are, are complicit in it. They assist you. And not being what you could be. Yeah. I, and what you said earlier. Because I don't have. I'm so busy in my life. Wrapped up in what I got going. I don't want to deal with you. Here you go. Here, take this phone right here. Go sit down over there. And watch enough videos. Long enough. To where I can get this done. And let's be real about it. I'm going to have something else come up. Before you mm-hmm. finish. So go ahead. And just. And just keep, press, keep on going. Keep pressing. That's why I mean I, I know more kids that know how to swipe and scroll and press play on their own. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it's become second nature to them. But if you open the door and tell them to go stand out there and find something to do, they're just gonna stand there and look at you like, 
what am I supposed to do out here? Right. Like, like you remember when you were a kid, you used to run, you wanted to go outside. That's where you wanted to be. Uh, what, how'd your parents punish you? You got to stay inside. You got to yeah. stay in the house. Now, go outside. Go outside. <laughs> I got to go outside. What's up there? That? Ain't nothing outside. You ain't bored. Like, go find a friend. Yeah, all my friends play video Yeah, they all TV. online. Everybody online. Take, oh, kids, take kids to the park. They gonna sit down on the bench and, <laughs> and look at you like, "Why am I? Can I have your phone? Can I? Can I have your phone?" I just never understood this. It's like, are parents too busy trying to teach their children to be parents hey, already instead of just? I'm a firm believer in uh, like some people don't like. So this is my. I, somebody told me this a long time ago. People don't raise children; they raise adults. But they take it and spin it in a in a, the adverse way of what it's supposed to be. So, like you, you're supposed to let a kid be a kid, and then progressively mm-hmm. teach them how to be a, a teenager, mm-hmm. a young adult, and so that way that they graduate out. So, what we tend to do nowadays is we want them to stay out of our face. Mm-hmm. So that we can cope with the life that we have. Mm-hmm. And also we want them to be able to fend for themselves. Yeah. All the while acting like they're supposed to know how to navigate through this life without being taught how to navigate through it. So we want them to be adults when they're children, but we don't want to put the work in to create those children and add and, and gradually graduate them into being adults. Right. So, we want kids, but we treat them like they, me or you. Right. We mm-hmm. we come out, we, we actually expect for them to be able to like, okay, I'm going to hand you this this popcorn, go put it in the microwave. And and get mad and, if it get burned. And it get mad at them if they burn it. But did you walk them through the steps on how to put right. it in there? Can they read the back of the package and say that it's only supposed to be enough for two minutes? Did you teach them how to go to the microwave and press two instead of pressing 20? Like mm-hmm. you have to put like, and I'm not saying all parents do this, but majority of these kids is out here raising themselves. Just trying to figure it out. They just trying yeah. to figure out life. And if they find an adult that in, and this is where we get in trouble with kids being molested, kidnapped the whole nine. Mm-hmm. When they find somebody that's an adult that they gravitate to, and it could be the wrong adult. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, that's how they, they get latch on. They mm-hmm. latch on because it's like, hey, somebody's paying attention to me. Oh, they're teaching me this. Oh, they're giving me this. They don't. A, a lot of the day about it. A lot of the times, kids don't want shit. Mm-hmm. They don't want this kind of stuff. They mm-hmm. want you. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, it's crazy because I was telling them the other day. I give out a lot of discipline, not whoopings, but actually teaching, trying to get you to learn things. Mm -hmm. And I've told young people, I'm like, hey, somebody should be trying to love you with your clothes on so you don't have to take them off. Right. And I'm like, I am a father. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm going to teach my daughter and my son certain things. Don't get me wrong. I would love to help everybody in the world, but I'm going to make sure I take care of home home first. Home first. But that's the issue. If every parent took care of their home we wouldn't have the issues out here. Mm-hmm. We wouldn't have all these crazy unwanted pregnancies. We wouldn't have all these people trying to get abortion. We wouldn't have all this 
issue, but it's like everybody's like, oh, well, once it becomes a problem, now, see, it's a problem. Mm. Well, if you were fixed it before it became a problem. The world ain't worried about... People get this term confused. People think maintenance is repair. Mm-hmm. But the only maintenance there is is preventative maintenance. When the issue is starting, shout out jump to the maintenance in. background. Yeah, I'm telling you, <laughs> you got to jump in there and you keep everything going. Make sure everything keeps working so that the problem never exists. Because the second that the problem is really a problem that is no longer maintenance, because we ain't maintaining that what is, repair. is we repairing the situation. Yeah, yeah. And majority of the times, you got to repair it. You got to replace something. Mm-hmm. So the fact that. Your, the parents wasn't maintaining the child and raising it right. That child had to replace you with some person that they ain't that may not have the same, you know, level of love mm-hmm. and understand. Like they ain't trying to do for yours like you try. You should be trying to do for yours. Yeah, because you 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 had a. I mean, and I know we all probably have friends that they would have rather been at your house mm-hmm. than at they own because yeah. they didn't get you. They might have had more stuff than you. Yeah, yeah. You can go to their house. They probably got the new. 64 they got all four controllers but who is that who there with them just then hey dog you got something to eat oh man you know it's just it's it's a couple of noodles in there in the refrigerator but that your mama ain't she she ain't making sure you eat oh no not really man come on over to my house yeah bring the game and and bring the game you know what i'm saying and then you got your people them and then they always at your house and then this is the kicker this is the part that always troops me out that parent wonders why that kid is always at that at your house. Why you always want to go down there? Yeah, yeah. Because they pay attention to me down there. Yeah, I'm down there. Mm-hmm. They, they his mama actually loves me like I'm mm-hmm. one of them. Nine of times out of ten, she's like, "Oh, that's just my little son." Yeah, and that's how it happened. But then it it, it becomes a resentment from the other from the parent mm-hmm. that you actually belong to because you feel like you need to be they they. You, it gets ugly. It does. Yeah. Because that parent all of a sudden feels like it's a slight to them. But if you would have done what you needed to do in the first place. And I understand we all work. We all got jobs. We Work can't always be at, 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 But that's that's the number one crutch that a lot of people have. Oh, I got to work these jobs and I got to do this to make sure that you got what you got. But what do you... Sometimes you have to take a step back and figure out life as what you have inside of your home instead of what you don't have. Why are you doing all this work if it's not for your home? It's not for your people. It's for your own self gratification. I'm like, like if, 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 if I'm being honest, a lot of us don't know how to be selfless. A lot of us operate in selfishness. Right. We all like a lot of us don't, once we had kids, we don't know how to put the pause on who we used to be and, st- mm-hmm. and setting these people up. Because I can always come back to me if I never let myself go, but I cannot recreate another one of these. Right. I can't recreate this child that I brought into the world because it's only going to be one of them. What mm-hmm. happens is it's just, it all comes back to the programming. There's always one star in a show. Mm-hmm. But that's fiction. It's not real. It's not how that really works. Mm-hmm. So when you get to living your life, yeah, 
there are other people who come in and just as much as you believe that the whole world is watching you and is everything is about you. That's why I had to get to a point. Where I was like, bruh, it don't matter what you wear, be hunt. Because the world ain't worried about you, bro. looking at nothing that you got on. Like, unless you announce it, they don't yeah. care. Because everybody got their camera facing them. The lens is always on you. When I realized that, it was like, it's about me for me. But it's re- what was most important to me is my family, my kids. my So all that. Even though in my show, if you ask me, B Hunt, what you what you most proud of? I'm gonna tell you about the other characters in my show. Oh, my daughter does this. My son, he walk. My wife, she. Mm-hmm. All these people in my life are the main characters. I took the camera off me once mm-hmm. I reached a certain point. It was like mm-hmm. I'd rather you see what the dude behind the camera was able to show you and put on. I'd rather be the, the, the producer of my produce. story than the star. Mm-hmm. I'd rather produce now. Because you get, we said this before, at the end of the day, when it's all said and done, and my life is played over, I want my people to be able to tell you who I was. Mm-hmm. Right. And a lot of us ain't setting that life up. We setting it up for somebody to be able to tell us who we was by how many Instagram pictures we posted, by how many videos we didn't created, how many likes we got, how many, how much money we didn't made off of YouTube reels, and how much of a TikTok star we didn't became, or how viral we didn't got. By the time that they say the internet is, is forever, and technology gonna be forever. <laughs> But your memories that your children and your family have with you, if you don't create them, that they ain't gonna be felt. Right. You're gonna yeah. be just a you just gonna be another blip in in in, in space for the internet. I, I but, look at it like this, and I, I'm just gonna leave it at this. I I hope I never have Alzheimer's, mm-hmm. but I hope I leave such a memory behind. That there'll be enough people that'll be like, hey, let me remind you about this one just in case you forgot. Mm-hmm. Just in case you didn't know, this is who you are. This is what you did. Mm-hmm. These are the things you did. That's why if I lost my memory, those would be the main things I would want over anything else. Yeah. Oh, well, they can remind me, hey, I was a good father. I was a good husband. I was a provider. I love my family. I cherish my community. I cherish my friendships. I wanted more from people, so I gave more. Because the people that really, really, really rock with you, that love you, they're going to come. They're going to come. They're going to come when it's time. And when you, you know, Lord forbid that your last breath is close or mine or or yours. But if, if, we get to that promised land, that 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 promise of, of longevity and long life. For us to be able to sit back and look at the production of everything that has happened in our lifetime. And for people to be able to add to that story is the ultimate thing. You know what I'm saying? It, 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 when you ain't got nobody else to add to your story, that's that's a short chapter. That's a that's a small part of the book. You know, it 
it's sad if you think about it. If you think about it in the grand scheme of it, if you go through life only concerned about your own book and not the people that you've produced or the people around you's book, it's going to be a very sad book. So you're going to have that single book instead of the volume. Mm -hmm. That being said, we've already gave y'all volume one or something for the people. <laughs> and this is part of us going into volume two. Y'all hold it down. It's been another episode. Be easy. Be easy. Thank <laughs> you.